Uh, well, hello everybody out there in Music Video Land, and welcome to another exciting edition of Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at IMVDB, the internet music video database, imvdb.com. My name is Adam, and with me as usual is new Brooklyn resident, uh, Mr. Doug Klinger, who has 20% of his life together. Hey, hey, I'm doing super good. You didn't ask, but I'm telling you anyway. And and my mom's visiting, so that's cool too. So just keep your voices down. That's the isn't that sort of like the uh American dream? You moved in you know, you moved to New York with nothing and then a week later your mom comes and buys you stuff? That's what I dream that's what I dream for. Uh yes. Um and, and, and then with us, uh, as usual, North of the Wall from Fringe Music Fix is Mr. Adam Alexander, audio expert. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing silky smooth. <laughs> All right. Um, so far, we'll see. So far, yeah, we'll yeah. see how the audio hangs in there. Probably only, won't, but only only way uh, one only way to find goes out. down. Yeah. Um, only, yeah. And then with us on the podcast, continuing our streak of some awesome guests is director Benjamin Kutzko. Benjamin, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on tonight, guys. Well, thank you for joining us because we. This is a, a, a fantastic week to have you on, um, because earlier this week you released a video for Encino by Henry Wolf, um, which stars uh, Mrs. Jenna Malone. But I was wondering if you uh, could talk a little bit about the kind of the concept behind this music video, because you've directed a video for The Shoes, which is Jenna Malone's sort of uh, you know musical project. But this is just starring her but how did you come in contact with Henry Wolf and, and kind of come to direct this video so actually I, I've known Henry for a long time uh, my friend Tay Strathairn used to play piano for him frequently and uh, I was doing a music video for Harper Simon maybe four or five years ago and uh, Jenna is a friend of his and, she, and he asked her to be in the video that, and that's how I met her and I asked Henry to act in the video and, and play a small part. And they, when he got to set, they were like, oh, yeah, we know each other. We just actually uh, got back from filming a movie together in Oregon a few months ago, um, which uh, was the, the film The Weight, uh, the M. Blash film. Hmm. And so we, we all worked together on that video. And, uh, you know, and then I became, you know, I was already friends with Henry and became friends with Jenna, you know, from, from there. And... Uh, actually, this me and Henry even on his last album before we've been we've talked a long time about collaborating on a video, and you know it's so it's so nice to get to like work with friends on things when you know when you kind of find an idea that sparks and you can come together on. Uh, and this it actually the his al- he delayed his album release. We shot Encino before I shot the shoes video. Oh really? Wow. Um, and I mean, in the shoe video we did that was like a whirlwind that whole. We just kind of like made that thing um, really close. Though I actually think it was like we shot the we shot Encino, and then like a week and a half later or two weeks later, we shot the shoe video. Uh, but the Encino, it, it's sort of we just started. Uh, he sent me a bunch of songs, and that one jumped at me immediately. And I, I know you know Henry has this love of the San Fernando Valley and kind of that whole nighttime world that exists out there. And I was just sort of exploring things like that. And I had also, I had just gone to see the, the Terrell exhibit at LACMA 
and was so just you know enthralled by the the colorscapes he creates and the emotions that can come from that and I uh, wanted to sort of do something about emotion and color in talking about the you know the concepts of this video one of the the kind of the vignettes is this really small um I don't know what you call it kind of like a preaching room i guess maybe um it's this room where you know there's a preacher at the front of the um in the front of the room and then there's maybe like i don't know like 10 seats or something like that um it, you know it's a really kind of intimate environment and at the front of the room there's this you know neon cross um that is kind of you know one of the you know there's a lot of neon colors in this video and that's kind of one of the 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 fixtures of it um i was wondering if you talk a little bit about what is behind that scene and and you know how that kind of um you know if there is uh kind of like a solid narrative in the video you know how that plays into it and there isn't i mean that was one of the things we we really wanted to create a sort of a fever dream here and not rely heavily on a solid narrative per se you know mm -hmm. um but that uh that that room and that i i've always been so intrigued in Los Angeles especially they have these sort of like storefront churches throughout town you'll you know there's these little like areas where you see bodegas and things and in a shop where you would think would just you'd go get a soda or you know a 40 or something it's been converted into this little church and these exist all over Los Angeles and I always thought it's such an interesting place and scene for where people go to kind of find something to find faith or you know whatever they're looking for and I looked into just finding one of those but I, and I knew I wanted uh, you know I, I love the idea of this sort of like neon this neon faith this neon religion and um, there's actually just a, uh, I remember we found a, a prop house in town that specializes in uh, in neon signs they've got hundreds of different ones already so we both those neon signs we got from them uh, which was lucky I didn't think it would be as easy to find exactly what I wanted in that way were you looking for specifically for a neon cross uh, yeah I actually didn't I didn't know it'd be so easy to find I thought I was gonna <laughs> have to take that and in post those uh those bodega churches are the scariest things ever there's one like a block from me in, in my from my new place and it's I, I walked by the other day it was like 11:30 at night and there were like 70 shouting people in there and uh and a full band and it, it's it, they're incredibly intimidating so um those are uh insane um yeah. from from what i've seen uh, yeah, so yeah, i think a lot of people might so i'm in north carolina and i've never seen one of these and they so you know watching something like this is kind of a foreign environment but it's it's really interesting to know that those places actually do exist and like those are a thing oh they're everywhere here yeah wow. they it's nuts and and they all have these like these crazy names and 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 really elaborate like f the ones the one here is like this like the pastor has got this like giant poster of him in the window in a white suit it's very crazy um uh, crazy, just uh, unusual. I'm not like the faith is is not necessarily crazy. <laughs> uh, 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 ben, going back to the the process of the video, you said it was like a fever dream. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about like what the you know what you kind of went into production with. Did you have a, a like a 
shot list or something like that? And then, then some of it came kind of organically through the process. What was that? What was that like? Uh, well, no, it was, I mean, it was very, very planned out, the shoot itself. It was more of, I mean, even kind of controlled planning a fever dream, not wanting to go into it with story. I Even we pulled back on that some. There were, in the initial first drafts of it, there was a little more of like a through line, trying to add little bits of plot to it. Like there, you know, at one point I had written that it was like, it was a person who was in the church who was like, was driving away and he sees her you know, at the soda machine and gets her and brings her back to the house. And then we just sort of decided it didn't need all of that. And it could be, it was more about creating these moments and, and just seeing these different glimpses of, of, of life in Los Angeles. And, you know, like I, I love that about movies like Magnolia and some of the, um, you know, and some of the movies in the seventies where you just, it's like they, they make these grand movies where you're it's all these different characters and you're seeing these all these pieces of life which always seems to take place in LA cuz i think you know if you've ever lived here and you it, LA is like 100 cities piled into one and the amount of different situations or people or things that you can come across here is like, staggering and i really like the the kind of you know the characters that are introduced in this video are so kind of uh open-ended and mysterious there's the you know the guy who brings her back from the soda machine to another guy's house um who's kind of like he reminds me a little bit of the character in children of men you know the way where they go back to the you know the retreat and there's the you know the kind of the old bearded man with a sweater who's got you know a lot of books and records and things like that um yeah and uh i don't know why that reminded me that but a little bit um what oh I don't want to, I know there's not like a set plot, so I don't want to get too into it, but I'm wondering where those two characters came from. And I know they're, they're lip syncing lyrics from the song from most of the time, but what you kind of gave to the, both of those actors as direction for that, for that sequence. Uh, well, I wanted the, both of those people, are, they're both, they're both friends of mine who are, I mean, they're both actors, you know, by trade, uh, so it it's kind of easy when you do know someone well and you know what they're going to bring to something. It's easier to write a part that you know a person will fall right into. Uh, but I, I kind of told them, I, I imagined those characters in a way, you know, it's nondescript and no exact story, but it's that they actually are living together. And it's this, but they aren't related and it's just this odd relationship of these these two guys and that, and you can feel and the way it works with the lyrics that are said back and forth, you know, there's a little tension of this odd thing of like, why, you know, you, why did you bring this person back in? And we don't, you know, you don't know exactly who the guy, it's like the guy could be his estranged uncle who, I mean, who lives there, but is on hard times and kind of like wanders back in with crazy people sometimes. And it's, you know, it's this guy who's, he's young and it's kind of together, you know, he's in his button up shirt. He's, trying to live this life together and he's for whatever reason in his life he's a he's attached to this sort of slightly disheveled older man and it all you know there's a there's a bit of like a odd couple moment going on between them and in the, in the where those lives clash together they're definitely i definitely get an odd couple vibe from those two um and i, I also love the cola machine um, in the middle of the video, because it's such a, I'm wondering where that, 
prop came from. Well, not prop, but that that machine came from because it's such like a nondescript. Just says cola on the front. Um, where did you guys so find that? <laughs> so well, first that actually. So that the video began from that shot. That was. I mean, we we talked about a type of a world and a night world, and I you know I talked about wanting to work with these colors and things. But the first when I was listening to the song at that moment in the song where. The like bum 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 bum. That that moment, I just all I instantly saw a girl dancing in a dark parking lot to the, under the glow of a soda machine, and uh, and then I'd been recently talking with Jenna about how we hadn't worked together in a while and we should find something fun to work on, and so then once I I you know mentioned this to her and sent her the song and she knows Henry and she said like I'm in let's do it whatever you want to do. And then once I, it kind of, you know, the project grew from her being in it too. I love working with her. She's so talented and kind of knowing that I also could really like lean on her character through the plot of the video, you know, and have it focus around her. And, and I wanted to, you, you mentioned the, the colors of the video and, um, you know, all of the colors in, in every scene seem to be uh, kind of influenced by the, the, like actual thing that that is in the like a prop that's also emitting light, like the soda machine and the colorful um, crosses, the neon crosses. Uh, did you take color cues from the actual props that you got, or were you more looking for props that were going to match the color palette that you had in mind going into it? I got we got specific props to go with the color palette, and uh, and also luckily, like I said, the neon place had just pile they had so many different neon cross i had like different colors to choose from and oh in the in the soda machine so that was it w was so difficult to find a soda machine that hadn't been rented yet when we needed to get one also surprisingly not a lot of places have them to rent out like we uh, we went to up to universal to their prop houses and i don't know if you guys have been there but it's so gigantic and they have so much stuff and they they kind of have things in a computer system, but they can't really tell you for sure if it's rented or not at points. They kind of, you basically just have to go to the thing and there'll be like a piece of paper on it that says if it's reserved on a date or not. <laughs> and I go to Universal and they have a whole bunch of machines. They're like, yeah, we got tons of those. We go back to the area where they keep all those. And all of the soda machines that I liked there are all reserved on the date we have to shoot. We have this one open date where like Jenna was available and I said like coming up where then we wouldn't be able to shoot again for a while. And uh, and they're all taken and then I'm looking at it and it's like a friend of mine's production, of course. <laughs> you know, it's like just always out here. I mean, there's definitely I mean there's definitely a community of directors so that you do know a lot of people, but still of all the you know, thousands of productions going on in LA at any given day. So if you see something on TV in the next few months that has a cool soda machine in it, you know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. But uh, that, and then the, I did the colors on the one we got, you know, there were a few that, there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting stories around this soda machine, actually. It, you know, we, we put lights in it. Like it, it lit up a little bit, but not enough. And so, you know, the lighting department took, opened the thing up and just stuffed a whole bunch of uh, Kino bulbs in there. And then we, you know, rigged the cords out the back of it. 
And so we did light it up more, but it wasn't the exact, I actually, that was uh, all of those shots, the, the colors on that were kind of enhanced and changed in post to give it the look that we wanted. But the, but the lights in the soda machine are, are what are lighting that scene? Uh, no, they, I mean, that thing was lit up, but we also, we had a, we, we hid a, another light to light her. And then, but for the colors in it, we had these, uh, we had these great, like, all these color panels, these LED, these LED color panels that all can be like controlled together by an iPad, and you can put these preset color changes. So we, you know, all of that, all of those, all the color scenes that all was like shot that way, and it was interactive, like lighting designs that we created for it. So that was, which was really fun and so much easier to get people to react correctly. You know, when you're actually changing the lights in the room and and. I wonder if we could talk uh, a little bit about um, working with Jenna Malone because, as we mentioned, you've worked with her before in music videos. And this is something we've kind of talked about on the podcast a little bit of, you know, people who, you know, Jenna Malone has done, you know, uh, kind of blockbuster level Hollywood movies like Hunger Games and and a few other uh, films. Um, And, you know, we're kind of seeing a trend more and more of people who are you know actors and actresses coming to music videos to kind of do you know parts that they're really passionate about I think a little bit or the example I always bring up is you know Jake Gyllenhaal in the time to dance video um you know where it's it's less of you know a music video part and more of like an acting part um yeah you know I wonder if you could talk a little bit about you know what um you know you as a director working with her kind of you know view the project as you know does she view it as something that it's you know something an acting gig where she gets to do something that that she really enjoys um and that she's you know passionate about the music video format uh yeah i mean she you know as being a musician that kind of she loves music also and so that part of it instantly really connects with her and i I think, I mean, for me as a director, you know, music videos, I sort of always imagine it as, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's like our poetry format as opposed to, you know, the long form narrative, which is like a novel. And it's this wonderful thing where you can really just, you can just express an idea or an emotion or play with visuals and you can kind of just... And it can be so therapeutic, and you can what you know you can get out whatever's going on in your life at that moment, and and you can play and you can try things, and you you know it's you're not beholden to this giant thing you're putting out there of this story where everything has to connect so well. You really can just it's just this this moment you're creating, yeah. um, and I, and that's for me though, and I you know I, I know with her she just enjoys working and creating things in all levels she makes beautiful photographs and she just she just loves to create all the time and you know so she just enjoys being on set and I think you know also just that like you were saying this being able to just experiment in the moment and getting in there and trying things and and it, I think it, it feels like it's you know music videos offer so much more freedom than something like you know a short film where you have a little bit of a guess an obligation to finish up some sort of narrative or to have you know some sort of classic narrative arc where in a music video you can just take a, a snippet of that 
um, you know, a mood or, you know, a, a, just like in this video where we have this sort of this glimpse of these two characters that live together. We don't really know what's going on. But um, but in a music video, there's that freedom to just just allow us to watch that piece and just experience that. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, with short films are hard. Short films are such an odd medium. I mean, I think, you know, except obviously with comedy shorts, where in that same way as you know, comedy shorts are like a joke. You know, you're making a joke. You, it's a punch. You're putting something there. And I, I mean, I like when when somebody makes an amazing short film, I'm blown away by that because I think it's really difficult to do short form narrative like that and it's like it's stuck in this limbo of a middle ground you're trying to get an idea across but then you don't really have enough time to like to grow characters on people like you would in a feature but you you know you still have to you still have to make a whole thing you know it's not like a music video where there is this song that it lives with so you can just you know which I, and you can do short films like that and people do and they're successful and beautiful but it's still there's that difference like it's there's those rare short films that come across where they really grab you, and I think that it's a really hard medium to work in. And you too, you were asking before just about Jenna and working with her, and she, I mean, she's a, this is something I've been learning more and more with everybody that you work with, is that, you know, not only is she so talented as an actress and with the performances she gives, but she she brings so much to set with just the, the mood and, the, like, her whole persona on set. She's so sweet and wonderful with everybody and just is there like a, you know it's four in the morning and we're shooting at night and we're between takes and people are trying to change things and she's like making jokes with the the crew and you know even just helping to you know add such a nice mood to the set when it's that time of night and that becomes so important with everybody with your cinematography with anyone on set those it's not just the talent of the things they can create it's their ability to also just be there and help create the overall atmosphere and I think like the atmosphere that you create on a set will come through and the viewers will be able to feel that and I think I think that that's really important and sometimes it needs to be a bad atmosphere sometimes you're Lars von Trier and you're going to make a movie that is like makes everybody have an anxiety attack and really feel it and you know does all these things and sometimes you need set to be kind of crazy to get that through you know, music videos oftentimes, you know, will require the crew and the cast and anyone involved to like, you know, kind of do it for less money or no money or, you know, nobody's really getting rich um, from music videos. So every time somebody is working on a music video, you know, more often than not, they have a passion for that project as well. And um, so do, do you find, you know, because you mentioned that you and Henry and, and Jenna are all kind of friends and you all know each other. Do you think that that passion also exists for the project with Jenna? Oh, definitely. And I I, I think that part of that too, and I, I think about this a lot, you know, there when jobs come up and, you know, budgets range and when there is something where I know, you know, it's people are gonna, it's gonna be lower rate. Like I won't, I don't ask people to do those things for jobs that I don't believe. I mean, I mean, I try not to do jobs I don't believe in, obviously, but it really, to ask people to go above and beyond or for lower rates, I want it to be something I think is amazing and worth doing that for, you know, and I mean, and obviously, usually if if I'm asking people to do lower rates, chances are I'm not getting paid myself or, you know, very little at that point, um, because 
the, you know, the last people I would ask to take that would be the crew. And, uh, and the song, I think great song, that change. I mean, also, especially because you've got to listen to the music the whole time on set over and over again, you know, and so often. So it's when people really enjoy the music and connect with it, they're much happier to be a part of things. And, you know, cause already you're just excited about the thing that's being created and that, that influences people. I mean, I'm, when I'm really excited about a song or a project or whatever I'm doing, it, it really helps to keep my energy up and make me want to be there. And, you know, the money and all the things don't matter so much. Then you're just excited about what you're creating. When it's 4 a.m. and the song's blaring, it's a shit song. That just puts everybody in a bad mood. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like, it's 4 in the morning, we're making this video, and it's a shitty song. Um, it's got to be good. You got, Yeah, I, def- I definitely agree. They, that element has to be there. I think it kind of bums everybody out. And you know what? On that note, on a general note about music videos, and it's everything is, I mean, you know, it's all just perspective and preference and everything about what songs you like or not or anything. But I mean, I don't think it's possible to make a great music video to a bad song. And that can be, obviously that can come down to who likes what, but if like, it doesn't matter what amazing thing some director does or how cool it looks. If, if I don't like the music, it's just, I'm never going to love the video. I might enjoy it a little or enjoy some of the visuals, but I just won't be able to love it. And I think it's know, a, I think tied, it's, they're, they're permanently tied to each other. They're a part of each other. I 100% agree. And that's probably a good transition. point. Well, actually I was just going to, I just had one, one more question. Uh, and, and just in terms of um, kind of getting involved in projects, you mentioned needing to like the song and wanting to like the song because a good, you can't make a great video for a not great song. Or is it always kind of personal relationships that you find yourself, or are you seeking out projects and stuff, or you know, are you not just you're not writing on stuff all the time that just kind of comes across your your desk? Is it more of like you're looking for those songs to make videos for? Yeah, to an extent, and then also, I mean, I think songs come to you because of songs you've worked with before. I think that does affect musicians a lot. You know, they'll they see a video and it's a song they like and they want or even just if they haven't seen the video they're looking at people to work with and they think oh they've worked with this band I love that band like that band influences me I want to work with them and so you you know it's and with all these these are all blessings and curses you know you you start doing certain types of music and that's all you get sent you know it's like you know, I do like an Edward Sharp video and then forever I only get sent you know all I get sent is like oh we want to shoot something in the desert <laughs> I love the desert. The desert is awesome, but I don't, you know, and I, then I'm like trying to talk them into going and shooting in the redwoods and they're like, no, it's like Joshua tree is awesome. Let's go there. You know, and you kind of, you, you get stuck in the things that you at one point loved and, and you're always trying to get people to let you reinvent yourself when you want to. But to their defense, Ben, you did do a video for a song called desert song. Exactly. I know. I, I dug my own grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, well, I think that's the only video you shot in the desert, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know I don't go. I uh, I'm sure I've been out there for something. I can't think of it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, and that was a great shoot. That was fun. Oh wait, no, I think "How I Need You" by 
Puggy is in a in, has, takes place in partially in a desert, right? Oh, uh, no. I mean, we shot on the beach, and then uh, we shot like up these very, like Terrence Malicky looking rolling like dry grass hilltops that are actually just. It looks like you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're like on a hill above the 101 over by like the Malibu <laughs> exit. You know? Several just, like, feet behind your right cars are whizzing by. <laughs> and then before we move on, I was wondering, the one thing I would love, you know, the, uh, this video just came out with Mocha TV and that, that was my first time working with them and that was really, and that, and that was that, that came after finishing the video, but we, we ended up talking with them and um, especially after, you know, the, all the artistic influences we came through for this, it was kind of cool to get to do something with that. I mean, you... I don't know. For me, like all, all the different people you get to pair with to release videos, it's always nice when you get to, you know, somebody you've never gotten to work with before and sort of the different way that a video gets perceived and the different people it gets to depending on where you release it. Yeah, it's it's funny all the different, like depending on who you do a video for, or where it comes out, it's it's always like a, a you know, uh, like this this wouldn't this wouldn't be the video to premiere on World Star Hip Hop. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Although you could have got like are you sure, Doug. Are you one hundred percent sure? I don't know. You could have got like ninety billion views. That's what that's what they say on World Star Hip Hop. You get that many views. But um, no, it, it's interesting. There are you know few that people are are proud of out there. You know, few premier places that are can can be considered something that's also a positive, and that's that's definitely one mobile TV. Yeah. And is, does mobile TV is that the where the the art plus music kind of that red tag on the screenshot comes from because I know that was on the that wasn't that on the mutual core Bjork video yeah I do think that comes with that premiere right yeah Adam Alexander yeah, Adam. Adam. I believe it does <laughs> there he is his mic works he's coming uh, in with the he's coming in with the with the affirmation I'm awake I had a nap I'm back um, he's good right you're right on time Adam because um <laughs> Because now we can talk about Pharrell, which is what which is what Adam dreams about. Um, so we should mention that if you want to see all of Ben's videos, including another one with Jenna Malone, um, which there is a commentary on, a really fantastic commentary, Broken Hearted Love Song by The Shoe, um, as well as uh, a few videos for Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, including Life is Hard and the aforementioned Desert Song, um, and some other videos including... Invisible Scream by Pyramids, um, Sonsic by San Furman, and uh, most recently, uh, The Story of Gods and Men by Skip the Use. So, um, that, uh, <coughs> excuse me. You find that you find that at imvdb.com slash podcast. That's right, imvdb.com slash podcast. This is episode 127. Um, if you go to that page, you will find 127 podcasts with uh, interviews we've done with directors, commissioners, artists, etc. Um, and and we're super we're super smooth at podcasting now. After all that time, exactly. Yeah. Um, problems, no technical difficulties. Uh, ben can confirm. We start things right on time. We're great over here. Uh, uh, speaking of, go ahead. I said like clockwork. Yeah, like clockwork. <laughs> That's us. That's us. Um, speaking of right on time. Gust of Wind by Pharrell featuring Daft Punk. That video came out right on time, which was right on, on time. October 7th. And this video is notable because it was directed by Edgar Wright, who usually directs movies, 
Uh, this is not a movie. This is a music video. It's in the f forest. And uh, what, what did uh, what did the what did the folks joining me on this podcast think about this video? Well, first of all, before we talk about what we thought of it, we should talk a little bit of what is in the actual video. Okay. Um, and I was actually thinking this was like kind of cutting it close to uh, Pharrell and Daft Punk's last collaboration, but I think uh, "Lose Yourself." No, what was the song they had that was very popular? That that you said it, lose yourself to dance. No, there's lose yourself to dance, and then there was the other. There's one. the other one, right? Uh, I'm up on that to get lucky. That's, that's right, get lucky. That's right. And I thought, oh, that was kind of recent, but it, that wasn't last summer. That was the summer before. So they've given right. it plenty of lead time. Um, so Pharrell is in his bouncy hat in the woods. There's, as in every single Pharrell music video from here to the end of time, there are many dancing, la sexy ladies. Um, but I think that the the salient point about this music video and the thing that people will remember is that the Daft Punk uh, head, like helmet heads, are represented as giant boulders shaped like their helmets. Um, they float around, they light up. Um, it is a very bizarre element of this music video. And I thought this is a long, it felt like, this This uh, video is five minutes and it felt like ten. Um, <laughs> but I but I thought it was it was pretty pretty decent people went nuts over this video though and i didn't really get that because of edgar wright right but what so refresh but remember what edgar wright has done because oh I, man like great. like a million videos it. i mean a million movies he's done like like hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and scott uh, pilgrim uh no wait did he scott pilgrim yeah, too he did. okay sure Shaun of the dead okay okay i can see that now but I see, so I I don't see it. I don't see Edgar Wright in this music video at all. Like I see Pharrell, no. I see Pharrell, and I see like this like following right online with the um, uh, aesthetic that Pharrell has established for this girl album. You know him him dancing around, looking cool, lots of sexy ladies around that he's not necessarily engaging with. Uh, um, and that's it. But like, there's really no like, you, you know, you get Edgar Wright to direct your music video for you. Um, he should do something. that's <laughs> cool. I don't know. It should be well, it. It should be funny or interesting. And and I feel like this this just felt like a Pharrell music video. Well, I don't know. I I think conceptually, the floating heads uh, struck me as a bit Edgar Wright. Maybe not so much from the Shaun of Dead. Hot Fuzz Camp, but but Scott Pilgrim is definitely an Edgar Wright film, and uh, it had a lot of like uh, sort of fantasy elements in it, and I, I figure the the floating heads kind of had a little bit of an Edgar Wright to it. Well, if Scott Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim is fantasy, so like that. Sure, that's that's not necessarily Edgar Wright's influence, uh, but I I dig that. That is, I dig that. Uh, ben, did you what did you think of this video? I I would agree with you. I think. And this might not be something that most people across America are affected by, but I, before seeing it, I saw on there, oh, Edgar Wright directed this, and I instantly thought it was going to be a comedy thing. Yeah. And so I was sort of waiting for it to get funny. Like, I think it even made me, it made me feel like it, the dancers were a joke when they were coming in at first, <laughs> and like they were going to make fun of it in a second, and I kept oh. waiting for that to happen. Like, I thought they were sort of making fun of that type of video, but then it just was that. Yeah, that it was just that it was just a Pharrell video, it's right? Kind of, like, it's kind of teasing a joke a little bit, right? Because the whole joke of Pharrell's hat and how it looks like a Mountie hat, and then he, <laughs> the whole video is takes place in a forest. 
Yeah. And it, it, he's kind of like setting up a joke that never it pays off. It's a bit of a tease. I, I have a feeling Edgar Wright thinks Pharrell is cool. And that's why he did this video. And there was probably a brief where it was like, you got to follow, you can, we want you to follow this aesthetic. You can have a bunch of money and you can make this video. Because Edgar Wright, I think, has been. If you look at like the Edgar Wright fan page, I think he's been sharing a bunch of photos of him and Pharrell. So this is definitely something he's stoked on, and I think that I think it's because he likes he thinks Pharrell is a cool man. And I I mean if I hung out with Pharrell, I would be proud of it. So um, uh, you know I think it's one of those situations because otherwise I can't think of a reason why Edgar Wright did this lame video. <laughs> I gotta say though. Uh, it's a cool color palette for a video. I haven't seen that many autumn colored videos before. Maybe some Gap commercials, but no, you're in right. terms it's, of music videos, it's it's sweet, relevant. I mean, it's it's autumn right now. So it's per- perfect timing. It's a cool colored video. I, I like it. You're I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not giving this one as much uh, as much criticism as you guys. I'm a no, fan. And I'm, and I'm criticizing it even though I IMVDB picked it this week uh, because I thought it, it looked great. I'm pretty sure Ari Robbins did the steady cam because um, I think because he was posting pictures from it too on Facebook. But uh, yeah, it looks great, and it's like I said, it falls right in line with that Pharrell aesthetic from this album, which is cool. You know, I really like the. Um, the uh what's the like the Marilyn Monroe video that I like that one a lot come get a babe and it come get a bay and it girl I didn't like as much but the Marilyn Monroe video which this feels a lot like this feels like Marilyn Monroe in the woods <laughs> um but but uh I like that video and I like this the aesthetic too but it, it does not feel like it's it's a it's a little bit of a waste of like oh my god Edgar Wright directed a music video um because it's kind of a, it's a little snoozy. Um, well, let's let's do a video that that isn't snoozy. That isn't snoozy, yeah. And there's only a few of those on this list. Um, <laughs> one and the one <laughs> the one for me uh, that kind of like was a mind fuck for me was this after the disco video uh, by Broken such a, Bells. Such a good video. Ben, did you get a so chance to watch that's this one? What you just said. What's that? I said I'm so glad that's the one you just said. That's kind of that's my that's my only one on the list that really. Uh, that I really enjoyed a lot. I mean, you know, not and not. I'm not trying to say it in a bad way about any of it, but that was of all these, the ones that really grabbed me was the Broken Bells video. So you're saying the other ones were shit? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we're gonna um, put you down for shit for all of these other videos. But <laughs> so we're keeping a running tab. Just a quick little explanation of what this video is. It's yeah, give it tough, a shot. It's tough to explain, but it, it it I think it falls in the category of one of these videos that is really. Um, super i don't want to say novelty but there's a novelty element to the visuals it's it's spinning around um not in the way that the remember that um mnek video MNEK by lamar video that uh that lamar nick did lamar nick did thank you um <laughs> not in that way where it's like a you know a track running around but it's just that that movement and um you know it's playing with a lot of perspective it's playing with your perception of space and where things should be and where they shouldn't be um and i think just when it starts to get a little tiring and a little dizzying they 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 shake it up but i I thought this is a really fantastic done fantastically done video directed by nelson de castro and nelson de castro is is just getting uh, we only have two videos for him in the database and the last one is uh Wolves uh, by Digitalism, and that's kind of, that is also kind of similar with like this. 
um, not novelty, but like a like a like a visual effects trick that kind of carries throughout the video. And that one is like a zoom in and out of people's eyes, and it's kind of jarring, and they kind of cut together on eyes and stuff. And the same thing happens in this video. They're cutting scenes together, but the cuts are all hidden. I, uh, and with this, that's, I agree. I mean, it's a visual gag, but it's done really well. And the thing that I think is, works great about it that really grabbed me and I like is, um, is as you were saying before, it's at the beginning, it starts out as one of those videos that there's so many of where it's just a band performing with the camera spinning around them. And right when, and I kind of saw it and I was like, oh, this looks nice, but it's just that like, I'm like, I'm sure, you know, there are like some light changes will start happening eventually. I thought it was just going to be, <laughs> that's all it is. And right when I was like convinced, I was like, all right, it's like suddenly it was the perfect moment of time where I had started to get bored and was over the video when they let you in on the fact that they're like, oh, wait, now suddenly there's people there. And then, and then it's just, you know, the, and then it's spinning, but there's just people standing there not moving, which is another popular kind of yeah. music video thing. And, you know, it's been used in movies, too. And then just when you're like, okay, now it's just that, and that's the thing, that's when suddenly it it does a, you know, it switches into them going outside, and then you start doing the spinning rooms thing. Yeah. And they, they kept it really interesting, and it's so well done, and... And I really like the set design and just with all, once it started adding people in and like the girl in the heels leaned over the TV and just all the, the worlds they put in there were really interesting too. I thought it was very well done. And there's a, there's some subtleties in the performances, um, I, I feel like, that at, at first, like uh, at the beginning of the video, like James Mercer, it almost, he almost seems like fed up in his performance. And maybe this is just me like looking a little bit too deep into it, but he almost seems fed up into it. Whereas like in my head, I'm like, oh, like James Mercer in reality has been walking around this spinning set for like nine hours and he's so sick of this. <laughs> but this was the only take where it worked. So they had to use like fed up James Mercer. And then like, like it kind of like, adds to that trick like with the reveal where like oh this is going to be just like a, a boring video where they keep spinning around and then like the layers upon layers come and, and like James James Mercer's like annoyed look on his face like added to the surprise and so whether that was intentional or not I'm going to go with not but uh, it's <laughs> but still, give them the benefit still, of the doubt yeah yeah no I'm not and uh, we should mention this video is also um in a uh, interesting aspect ratio it's a more of like a uh what is that what is that like a um it's not it's not boxed it's not a full box but it's uh close it's like a four by three right maybe ish yeah it looks, it looks four three i almost wonder i was i when i watched it i thought of this too and i couldn't i wasn't positive it was four three or if they were making kind of like a commentary on the obsession with square things created by instagram and if they had just made it square well, oh, that's yeah. I, I guess I can't. I can't tell. It's definitely in, and the aspect ratio seems in, intentional. Like there's there's something behind that. And uh, I mean, I think it's a thing right now. A uh, heroes video came out this yeah. week. Yeah, like four three. You know, it's. I think it's that thing of yeah, that used to be. Everybody wanted to go wider and wider, and people would almost use it as a cheap trick. They would do like super super widescreen because it automatically seems so cinematic. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say on the other end of the spectrum of that is uh, Burn It Up by Jesse J featuring 2 Chains, which was released this week, 
directed by Hannah Lux Davis, which is one of the widest videos I've seen in a very, very long time. I haven't checked the actual aspect ratio of it, but... Um, it's V wide. It's very, very wide. And I don't know who makes that decision. Maybe maybe Hanalux Davis makes that decision. Maybe the, the producer makes that decision. Um, I, well, I think, and it's the right decision for that Jesse J video, obviously. It is, yeah. It is. It's, it's, but it's really interesting to see like the really wide range of aspect ratios that are that are going on um with uh you know which is something you don't see obviously in you know more standardized formats like television or commercials or things like that that's another area where music videos get to experiment a lot um with uh, with aspect ratios so keep keep those aspect ratios coming i want to see i want to see that i want to see a music video that is literally like 14 times longer than it is wide. Yeah, I think it, I think it's cool. It's like people are simultaneously trying to like ride the the whole HD wave as they are like throwing back to like retro style footage. It's kind of cool in music videos that people are playing with ratios that way. Do you remember that Warren Foo's uh Soothe My Soul Depeche Mode video? That's like a complete box and it like it's kind of like a mind fuck. You can't really tell what's going on when and it embeds in Vimeo like a perfect square. Oh yeah. That's a crazy one. Uh, anyway, let's talk about on the on the Windrush by Elliot Power, directed by Sam Pilling. I I really like this video. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about it. There's a there's a man who is uh, he's kind of glowing in a strange way. This effect was obviously uh, achieved through some form of rotoscoping, uh, where they like inverted his color his colors, but not not the world around him's colors but anyway it's a really interesting very eerie spooky effect and it's kind of like a it seems like an empty kind of place he's like a like a lone survivor maybe or something like that of some kind of um i don't know there's like big uh like wires everywhere and like things feel very radioactive to me and uh he's kind of like he seems like he's in survival mode almost like going through shit and then suddenly he sees like another version like another dude another glowing dude and they kind of like fucking go at it and it's kind of like pretty heavy and gritty and dark and i liked it what would you guys think i think he's kind of shot in like a, a negative image i believe yeah negative what you inverted. call it yeah, the colors are inverted. It was a cool video. I, I liked it. I thought it was uh, pretty stylistic. Not my favorite of the week, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, go ahead, I mean, Ben. Sorry. I, yeah. Uh, the you know the post-apocalyptic world is such a thing stuck in everyone's consciousness these days. That you, see, you know, so many movies, whether it's zombies or whatever it is, it's that's something that is really hanging on consciousness everywhere. So I know we're seeing that a lot. Um, it's there's some cool images and things you know it's i wasn't crazy about it but i yeah i thought it was a pretty good video i'm uh, i'm with adam and ben on this one i think the the most powerful moment in it probably comes at the end when there's this strangulation battle it's kind of kind of your classic movie thing where one guy's on the floor and the other one's strangling him and he's trying to reach for a brick um but that added element of you know the style of it and and the plot that we'd seen up to that point added an interesting twist to it um but yeah i thought i thought that it, this is one of those i'm i'm interested in those mu- music videos that look like they're black and white but they're actually not mm. um where they're so sort of monochromatic it's a really interesting look look to me um 
Especially I since just, we have, you know, DPs like Kevin Profoski doing really interesting things in black and white. And we have also, of course, music videos are a playground for really interesting color. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting direction to go in terms of, you know, the, the visuals of it because it's, it's not super memorable, but it is really um, kind of beautiful, when you, especially when you can blow it up a little bit and get it on a proper screen. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like the look and the style of this. And it's very, very simple. You know, it's like two, two people in an empty space. I mean, the, the, the space is significant, I think. But I just feel like they're going after kind of emotions um, and, and, and stuff with this video that you're not, you don't see music videos kind of trying to get, to get at all the time. And so that's, that's kind of what I really liked about it. Like, the, it's like a type of grittiness um, and... Uh, you know, kind of like almost a fear and an, like an intense feeling uh, that they're kind of after with this video that, that, you know, I don't think a lot of videos are trying to get at. It's about so the it's, Ebola. It's, it's the Ebola video, right. These, these, Maybe those guys are Ebola. They were that was the personification oh, of Ebola. Does anybody on this podcast have the Ebola? I just not that, not I. Not I. You can't Man, get it through Skype. Who's that? You can't get it through Skype. Right. Oh, that's what they want you to think. Yeah, right. So you use more Skype and then you get it. Man, I thought I was making such a cool point and Adam drops an Ebola joke on me and Sorry. stops me right <laughs> in my tracks. Cool enough. Talk, um, speaking of tracks, this isn't speaking of tracks at all. Speaking of really weird music videos put out by the BBC, uh, God Only Knows <laughs> is a really weird music video put out by the BBC that has like an insane... Just like an ungodly number of like song cameos, and, and this is this 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 music video gave me a headache. Uh, well, I, I want to have a shout out to one of our contributors, Maria, who added everyone in this. Video. <laughs> I just see that, um, and she's very thorough. Um, Even though Tease Valley Youth Choir is not a person, we'll fix that. Um, that's that's fine. They made. What, were we gonna credit every kid individually? I think so. And Florence and the Machine. That should be Florence <laughs> Wells. Anyway, we're not Nick. We're not Nick picking Dex, Maria Dex right now. Tough tonight. He's tough. Yeah. There, so <laughs> there's volunteers. So just a little bit of context here. Um, this is a, a promotion for I believe for BBC's new. I don't know. BBC has a hundred different things. I guess you're doing a music thing. Um, we don't really know. I I was hoping I kind of, I didn't research it because I was hoping you guys would have. I we don't I, know. See, I researched. Music is. I re researched it, but nobody really had a, too much of a straight answer. Everybody was like, "Yeah, well, BBC's they, promoting promoting their music deal." And, and uh, also it, well, the other thing, it uh, I mean, I know it's it's a new BBC music thing, but also the the proceeds go to like a fighting children hunger in the world, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good cause, and that's yeah. how, that's obviously how they got all these people involved. It wasn't because they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." It was because they're help they're helping people out because this is not this is um like I tried to research it too, and I went to the website, and instead I got incredibly distracted by these insane photoshopped pictures of all of these artists just in these just these, these just like the fakest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Except, so, except if you just, just, I'm just gonna mention this because it's important. On the website, every one of these people has an insane photoshopped photo, like just a stupidly insane. Except Dave Grohl, his is just a picture <laughs> of him. 
<laughs> I, don't, I have no idea why. Which is funny because they, in the video, I don't know if they lost the file or what. And then in the picture, they're all they're all in a picture. Dave Grohl is like shoved behind a bush. I mean, in the Dave, Dave Grohl didn't even really fit into the video. There were no other really rock um, like idols at all, except maybe Chris Martin. But but these were mostly pop singers. And then Dave Grohl just popped in, and I was like, wow, that's Dave Grohl. They totally forgot Dave Grohl was there and like, oh shit, Dave Grohl. We got <laughs> we got to put him on a site. Grab his Facebook pic. Yeah, because yeah, which is weird. His so we we should mention that this is the um doing the Beach Boys. God only knows with all sorts of little you know we are the world style. Everybody's aligned, um, and some of them are you know singers and some of them are musicians. Somebody plays a violin. Somebody plays a weird tiny little trumpet which kind of freaked me out a bit um and then yeah like dave Grohl is toward the end and and he's he's slightly off key and he's he sticks <laughs> out like a sore thumb <laughs> it's very very odd um and you know each one of these people have their own little kind of vignette this much this must have taken a a ton of time and be a ton of money um it's just so elaborate um you know there there are some scenes that are just for the artists one line that must have taken tons of time to art direct and manage i will say that my favorite by far is lords oh for um, sure lords piece which thank is, you <laughs> just gave me goosebumps it's so good yeah it was cool i want a whole video wow, just this, like that this video gave you goosebumps at a moment that's fantastic uh i don't know how much actual art direction and none of this stuff is is real right everyone's just sort of a green screen but um um, yeah, a lot of posts in this video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing—it's overproduced. It's definitely overproduced. But but I think it's—I mean, for a promo for something, we're not even sure what it is. I thought it was, <laughs> it was well done, and uh, and I like a lot of these artists, and and I thought it was a kind of a decent thing. Not like the coolest thing of the week, but it was kind of cool. I thought. Okay. I, I I think actually they could have just gone a cla- like I there were things that I liked it when it just started and it was kind of just the orchestra and all that. I was sort of intrigued and I think they could have done this whole thing just sort of a little bit simpler and classier and it would have been and not, I'm not even saying I don't some of the visuals I actually thought were really cool in it but I don't know if they needed to be there like you have all this star power they could have done something just sort of simpler. And it's gonna, I mean, it's a huge song people know from before. It's all these people. It was gonna get out there. I mean, look at We Are the World, you know, look back yeah. at that was just a bunch of people standing with headphones on, like next to each other with lyric sheets in front of them. Yeah, it's sure. just way, way you need the post. You're right, you're right. It could have just went like an acoustic style and it might have been just yeah. as cool. But I feel you're- like this is like people, like everybody in this production. One up in one upping each other. They could, they could. This could not be more over the top. Like literally, this is now the top people talk about when you say <laughs> over the top. They it, it's called the Impossible Orchestra. This is literally what they've called it. <laughs> Who's in the Impossible Orchestra? And then they give you a, a number sheet where you can look at fucking everybody, and they can say, look at how fucking much we love ourselves. Uh, it's for charity, which is great. But like this is this is gratuitous. But fucking Brian Wilson has a tiger on his piano. That's it's just like he always wanted. Just like he just like wanted. in his dreams. Uh, so anyway, which, which then also that's great. 
working with children hunger, but what about the whole like? And also, this is BBC where they just recently outlawed using animals in circuses. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a CG tiger from uh, you know the the life raft. Yeah, from life. It's the same tiger. tiger. Yeah, it's the same. They just went because then also you could you know you could. That that helps all the poor, you know, visual effects artists by they just reuse one of the shots and you know they just copy right. pasted the tiger and yeah. <laughs> control C um, command and, command C. Is anybody else disappointed that Lily Allen wasn't in this? Because a lot of these yeah. people are British centric. I was super disappointed. I think there should have been more people. All of them. Every, yeah, right. Everyone. If this is really the impossible orchestra, you need to put some people in there that actually make it impossible, like like <laughs> dead, dead people or like you know, fictional characters. Give me something more, BBC. This you is too. not a. This it was not a. You too. Yeah, so, uh, let's talk about a stupid ass, stupid ass music video. Uh, actually, it's not as stupid as one we just talked about. Jimmy Fallon featuring Will I Am. Uh, ew. Um, and while we while we talk about this music video, we'll make sure that Adam Alexander figures out how to get back into this chat room. Adam um, said he, he, he accidentally disadded himself, so it's not he, just, he was in and out. Adam, what you missed is we we set up the Jimmy Fallon music video. Uh, Fairhome, you discovered this music video while <laughs> while watching Jimmy Fallon. Let's why don't you set this up for us? So I found this video interesting because you know Jimmy. Obviously, the the kind of the battle for late night late night uh, supremacy, you know, among you know like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and, and not so much David Letterman, but you know that group of people is you know. By what, the way, though, if David Letterman would start doing music videos, that would be amazing. That would I would love to see David Letterman music video. Oh my god! I think we're that about would... twenty years too late for that. <laughs> yeah, that would Did be we start a petition? <laughs> yeah, he, start David a... Letterman had a hologram on last night. I thought that was oh, pretty great. cutting edge for Letterman. Hmm. Totally, was, but a mu- music impressed. video would be better. I'm down for a change.org uh, setting that up. <laughs> Do it. Get, start spreading that sucker around. That'll be in the show notes. Our change.org petition to get David Letterman to start making music videos because Kimmel makes some shitty music videos occasionally. Uh, this this music video is isn't bad. The Fallon one. Uh, well, I just found it interesting Kim, that he's using Kim, that that kind of the format. Oh no, it is. It is. Kimmel makes terrible ones. Uh, yeah. Terrible ones. But if David Letterman started making music videos, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, so what happens? This guy Will I Am. They're 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 acting like girl thirteen year old girls. Let's talk about it yeah so there it's a song called ooh and it's kind of derivative from a character that he plays it's a recurring character and like a recurring tonight show skit i guess you could say um and uh will i am plays uh this is where it kind of gets confusing to me because half the song they're kind of parodying i guess teenagers but they're they're styled and dressed like 10 year olds um so it's it's a bit of a weird video in that way. I don't think the joke actually really works. I don't think there's really any sort of concept that or you know through concept that's that's working here. But it, I mean, the whole point of it is to get it out there and, and get the song actually popular on iTunes, which they've been trying to push on the show for the past few nights. So I thought it was an interesting little music video anomaly, and it's doing really well at seven million yes. views this week. Right, it will be the most popular video of the week, which is cool. I'm, I'm with that, and it's got it's got a nice little 80 miles cameo in there. 
which is fun. It makes sense. Oh, he's... yeah. Yeah, well, even he can't save it toward the end. He's, no. he's, he's Everybody's kind of phoning it in, I feel like. It's, it's yeah, it doesn't... I, I, I don't know if they're phoning it in or if they're just, like, working with something that... Uh, <laughs> there's not much to work with. It's basically, uh, it's basically like the skit done as a music video. It's the exact yeah. same format as a skit where like Gary comes in at the end, and it's like the exact. And the skit's always the same too, except they replace the the guest male actor who's dressed as a girl. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, another one time episode it was Taylor of, Swift. Yeah, and they did have uh, what's her face to uh, the train wreck there. Uh, so low hand. your point is that we almost should not have this video listed in the database, but they have it on iTunes, so it meets. Uh, it meets our It's funny enough. I thought I thought it was funny. It's got enough, it's got enough. It's whether or not it's funny does it have anything to do with whether or not it's music video. But I agree that uh-huh. it is not funny. The funniest uh-huh. part of this is that William didn't shave his beard. Yeah. Which is which is kind of freaking me out in a, a lot of ways. Could you imagine though if Will I am's like, yeah, I will, I'll shave my beard for this. <laughs> I think I think fans of the I'm a fan of the the you skit. I think fans of the skit will like the music video. Cool. I've like never music. seen it. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't love it, but I like it. I think it was funny. It's funny if you like the skit. That's it. Nothing cool. else. It's funny if you like the skit. A, maybe it's maybe. not a music video. Maybe it the jury, is. the jury's out. You guys watch a lot more Fallon than me, so I'm pretty lost on all this. I I, I didn't know what this was either. The this skit, so I was a little lost on that too. Uh, Fallon's awesome. He does a lot of cool stuff with music every night. It's like a thing. He's like big on music more so than any of the other late night shows. So it makes sense actually to make a music video for him. Fallon's, Fallon is cool. I like Fallon. He's got the roots on. It says house band. I mean, it's and, and, they're, and they're in, and they're in the video, or yeah. at least Quest Questlove is. Questlove. Yeah, I saw, there's, I saw the little Questlove cameo. I, lo- yeah, I mean, the, it's just more of with any of those, you know, I, I don't really catch the regular late night TV, so I only mm-hmm. see stuff if there's, you know, you go on the internet and something great happened on a show and, you know, every, that's the only thing you hear about that day on the internet, so you watch it. Right. And so, you know, I catch, I catch bitches, bits and pieces. And but this is that kind of a, a, I mean, I guess it's working then because I, f- I feel like music videos are the perfect kind of delivery system for if you're trying to do that if you're trying to reach people who are not regular tonight show listeners or late night tv listener watchers um yeah. package it up <clears throat> as a music video and yeah, and that's what's going to grab the views i mean it, the, the the numbers are are great for this video so it's done exactly what they anticipated yeah and fallon uh, fallon's arguably doing it better than anyone else right now so well, we so have to this- give him props for that it feels it does it just feels a lot like a Fallon skit a Fallon sketch to me like like versus when there is a Lonely Island music video on SNL or something that's that still feels like a music video that can sure. that can live separate yeah. from SNL without the context like this is a this is a complete Fallon sketch that they mm-hmm. just did a music video for which which is cool but it's 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 very it's a very different thing yeah uh, I hear ya do I think we have we have time for one more. Yeah, but which which what? one? I think we should do uh, uh whatever. You guys pick. Adam, uh, Adam Adam Alexander pick. Which which one should we talk about of the three that are left? Oh, the drums. Okay, sure. we'll talk about the drums. Our 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 brother's brother. Uh, the dr- uh, the drums I can't pretend directed by brother uh, Adam since you picked it tell us about it 
Okay, so uh, the the drums video for uh, I Can't Pretend is kind of uh, fits in perfectly with the, the styles that Brother has uh, established for themselves. It's got kind of a, a retro feel to it, 60s, 70s, 80s, if you want. This one's a, um, a little bit more performance-based than some of their videos have had. There's a, a loose concept of uh, like an underwater aquarium, which I think they shot the band uh, in front of. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, a lot of the little stylistic uh, nuances that they usually have, the, the spinning camera and the kind of the retro stock, and, and just the band kind of chilling out with their uh, cool mushroom cuts and singing the song. See, I, I liked it a lot. It's very, uh, very stylistic and a cool video. Do you guys like it? or? I, li- I, I liked it a lot. I think it's, uh, it's very liquidy. Uh, I don't think it's just underwater. There's, a, there's water themes running throughout yeah. In general, they have the sprinklers going. There's water in in pretty much every scene. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a little bit different than um, the super stylized stuff that we come to ex- expect from Brother. This is, like you mentioned, a little bit more um, performance heavy. But yeah, I, I really dug this video too. I, th- I thought it was super cool. But I like this. I think this was... Um, we need to have a, a function in the site that just automatically staff picks all the Brother videos. Um that would be not to say that it well I don't th- I mean you still got to watch the video but it's not yeah like- but but like for for instance like when's the last time we didn't staff pick a hero Mirai video because when's the last time a hero Mirai video wasn't anything but you know amazing right um, so you know brother are, are there is that Charlie XCX video ever going to come out yes I believe so <laughs> I tomorrow believe- I hope <laughs> tomorrow, no, tomorrow not tomorrow I'm not I'm not they're making it. It's made. Um, I do think it's coming out. I just don't know what. I I, I don't know this this situation with that song. I don't know where where that track fits in uh, with the album and and stuff. So uh, it is supposed to be out before the end of the year. That's what that's what the word on the on the streets is. I'm getting my hair cut like the drums tomorrow, dude. That'd be sweet. The same haircut. Want to do it too, Doug? You and I? Uh, no. Uh, ben, Ben, what did you think of this video? I liked it. I'm a, I for one, I just oh, I'm a sucker for anything with aquariums. I just that like, I don't know why I've always been so intrigued by them. Uh, but it, also, I really liked all the like the the odd way that the sing along is done in it, and it's kind of this like the way the singer does it, and he sort of even. It's like he loses the sing-along, but in a, it feels very purposeful. I mean, in that way, too, if I think, you know, they're shooting high frame rate, it seemed like, for some of it. So you get that sort of, like, that slightly, like, off, nonchalant sing-along kind of a feel. And when they had, there's, like, the low angles in that yard looking up. And just the the way, like you said, there's all the water, and the camera feels really floaty at points, too. Yeah, Totally. Uh, the, the, yeah, the the style, and I'm not sure what they shot this on, but I mean, you take a screenshot of some of these shots, and you and you put it in front of my face, and told me it was from 1993. I would have totally believed you. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's that you know well executed in that way. Um, and and, I love, and and the wipes uh, add to that too that they made that they add in there. And uh, uh, personal favorite is the shark wipe that happens around the four minute point. Uh, is a shark with the wipe. Where do you get uh, a shark wipe? Yeah, well, there's well, totally uh, a shark wipe. I just saw it. Oh, they uh, so all oh, of yeah. those are all of those are are done manually. They they do all these wipes. Those are custom. Stuff. 
they they do them all themselves. Yeah, uh, when when they were cutting this video, Alex was sending me uh, clips of the wipes. He was proud of them, and now I'm shout out shout out the wipes. But yeah, that that's the the flowy camera, sh- the, like uh, the shot at uh, like at right around that four minute mark too, where like. They're out in that front yard, and there's the bubbles and the sprinklers and, like, the camera. He's got a jellyfish head right at the yeah. four-minute mark, too. <laughs> and he's pan, and, and the camera kind of pans around them. Like I, like, I love that shot. And, like, that's, like, it's, like, such a, like, like, I, like just, like, in, if you were to describe that shot, people would be like, it's the dumbest shit ever. People standing in their front yard with bubbles and sprinklers, like, that's not that's not a that's not a cool music video shot. And then like it's in this music video. I'm like that shit is that shit is cool. Like I don't know. I I really like just like unexpected things that you don't expect to be cool, but they are. Like shark wipes. I, I like when I like when artists trust enough in directors too for those. When you see those videos that you know that the artist was just on board to do the video with them because there's no way to explain how cool you're gonna make the thing. Like it's in the <laughs> execution. The details, you know, those videos that come out, and you're like, there's no way to write a treatment for this that makes it sound that cool. You just need somebody who's going to be on board and trust in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, this it, it, this it, has that feel for sure that drums wanted brother to do this video and they just let them go crazy. It, it and, does and, have that feel. And they, they're, I think they're homies. I think brother is on tour with drums right now, doing a couple of weeks with them, just like hanging out, shooting the live sets and stuff. I, I think that, I think they are, that it was like a, 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 a homey thing. Do you think on tour they might smoke a marijuana? No. Hmm. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. No, nobody does that anymore. No, uh, I guess I'm past the times. Yeah, I've always wanted that for videos where, where you're like, I mean, it's certain videos you could tell there's a very, you know, there was a, a concept in the treatment and the artist bought into that concept. But for a lot of them, you know, the artist kind of just has a trust that the director is going to execute a style in a particular way. There's no way to go back to a treatment and say, well, you th- said it was going to look cool and it doesn't look cool. Right. You um, said there'd be no shark wipe and there is. <laughs> There's a fucking shark wipe. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this treatment looked uh, was just like a lot of getting that, trying to communicate the mood and, you know, photo a lot of photos, a lot of mood boards and stuff. A lot of uh, clip art. <laughs> a lot of Googles. Uh, yeah. And then the word cool, just one page of the word cool in different fonts, just to like, let them know that they'd look cool. Um, ben, you can hire us to write your music video treatments if you'd like. <laughs> That's perfect. Man. We have a note on like everything we were just saying, too. I, this is something I, I think about a lot that happens and can be frustrating as a director. Is, you know, on the other hand, there's those videos that come out that are not good, but you watch it and you can see how there was a treatment that really grabbed the band. Hmm. Like it's like an idea that you're like, well, on paper, I bet this sounded awesome, but it, it's that opposite of this video where it was a crazy idea that just was not executed well and just came out bad. And you know, that's where I think bands and li- they need to remember to to pick the person they're going to work with is is as important if not more important than just the concept because the coolest concept ever if it's not pulled off right is awful it's like uh i feel like directors after a while can look at music videos like neo looking into the matrix the numbers the green 
the green numbers going down where you just look past the video and you see the treatment um and whether hmm. that actually worked out or not sweet sweet matrix reference i use that i use that a lot i i reference that that particular thing maybe four or five times a day yeah and um, in like two years it's gonna people listening to this are not even gonna know what that movie is i know that's that's how movies work <laughs> they expire 99 that um, was a long time ago maybe it, it's starting to depress the, me. the effects in this i like, can't pretend video are are better than the ones <laughs> that fucking movie at this point well, I think um, we, uh, I think we did it. Yeah, we did do it. I think we took success. the music. What's that? Success. I'd say, yeah, yeah maybe like a ninety percent success. Yeah, we always, <laughs> yeah, we we got always there. shoot for the nineties. Yeah, um, you just you're gonna edit out that that other ten percent, right? And then we'll yeah, and then oh, we're, yeah. and it'll be there oh. definitely, very exactly. carefully. Um, Adam Adam Alexander's nickname is the other ten percent. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's, a ter- that's a terrible joke. But it's some, a, no, it's a great joke. It's just the, mean. Yeah, it's mean. But the fringe likes the ten percent. Yeah, so, right. There you go. How about that? Adam always spins it around. Um, Spin. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. This is awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it was great. Excited to see how it comes together. Oh boy, you might be overestimating the amount of editing I do this one. Um, uh, well, more likely, I, what I meant was uh, I'm excited to be terrified of listening to my own voice coming out of a computer speaker. That, right? that's we'll, what we'll, we, turn we, you, we'll turn you into a Daft Punk robot voice. <laughs> I don't know. If you give me the, uh, the uh, what's it, the, the T-Pain? Can you put that on all of Yes, mine? yes. It will be auto-tuned. Done. I'll and... sing all of my answers. <laughs> <laughs>